Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manesh. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Long Island, New York. Welcome to the show, Tim Lyons. Hey, Victor. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. Great to have you here. Now, Tim, we've known each other for quite a few years now, and I've loved following your journey, and I know it's been a fascinating learning experience for you. But for those who don't know you, maybe give a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey. Yeah, thank you so much for that. So I'm a New York City firefighter. I've been doing that for maybe 16 years. And like most firefighters, I had a second job. A lot of guys do something in the trades, construction, uh, sheetrocking, heating, plumbing, stuff like that. But I ended up going back to nursing school and I became an emergency room nurse at a level one trauma center and, you know, had a couple of kids and was working and everything was fine. But there was something deep down inside that just, you know, I wanted something more. I wanted to be in real estate for the longest time, was never sure on how to get started exactly. Never thought I had enough money, enough knowledge, enough resources. Until summer of 19, I decided to jump into real estate and get started. So I started off with a three unit rental property. And then I had my proof of concept, yet I knew that three family properties that were built in the early 1900s that provided some nice cash flow and some nice tax benefits and gave us the proof of concept that we were looking for. And by us, I'm talking about myself and my wife. But I kept on hearing about commercial real estate, Victor, and I didn't know how to get started or who to turn it to, but it was intriguing and I wanted to know more. So I ended up getting myself a mentor. And through that mentorship process, I started my own company, Cityside Capital, where we are multifamily syndicators. That's kind of how the journey got started. And today you're working on significantly larger projects. Yes. To date, we've just crossed the 200 million threshold of assets under management with about a thousand doors. And we're currently working on another project, about 350 doors down in Phoenix. So just to kind of say those types of numbers, Victor, is to me, it's unbelievable still. But when you surround yourself with the right people and you talk about real estate on a macro level, it's really just adding extra zeros and getting really clear on your metrics and how you're going to run your business. If you can run a, a three family, you can do 30 and you can do 300. Where was the obstacle? Was it simply a psychological barrier? Were there systems and process barriers? Where, where was the obstacle that you needed to overcome to, I'll say, escape velocity? Yeah, I mean, the three-family property was local, so I could drive past it. I could manage it. It made sense to me. I wanted that security of having multiple units in case you know one person moved out to me. I just didn't want to have that, that burden. Uh, but then when I had that proof and then kept on investigating the multifamily side, it just seemed to me that it was a corporate type of route to take. I needed to know about Excel spreadsheets and underwriting and higher level financing than just my local bank for my, for my three family property. But when I started to surround myself with the right people and some coaches and mentors, it really crystallized for me that it just was a different process. And once you learn that process and were able to execute the way that you're supposed to, it really wasn't that big of a challenge anymore. But I just really needed that, that kind of mindset shift that was really facilitated by my coaches and mentors to really get over that hump. I think it was Jim Rohn who said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And getting out of that environment, imagine there's not too many folks in the fire hall that you're able to have these conversations with. But when you get around other investors, other developers, 
and you spend real quality time with them, having deep conversations about how to run these businesses, because they are businesses. There's no such thing as a passive business. Sometimes you can invest passively in, in an investment, but these are all active businesses. And it's really understanding all the systems and processes to run these, what are a fair size active business. How did you develop those relationships? Was it simply writing a check to get a coach or or was there more to it than that? Yeah, that, that was certainly a part of it. Number one, I want to I want to just give you a lot of props. I love my Canadian brethren who call the firehouse the fire hall. <laughs> I always love hearing hearing that term. But yeah, you know what? It's it's all about financial education. I've been a financial education buff kind of since college. Between just keeping my my head in the game in books and magazines and seminars and 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 the like. And you're right, like in the firehouse, a lot of people in the blue collar world, we end up talking a lot about our pensions or our retirement accounts and our benefits and our specifically our defined benefit plan to, I would say most of the firefighters, that means everything. I got onto the job where I was able to be eligible for a pension, providing that they're still around in the next decade or and beyond. But, you know, I always knew that there was something more. A lot of the podcasts I listen to, the overarching theme is that you can't save your way to wealth, that really equity in either a business or equity in real estate and using leverage in a, in a smart way is really the kind of formula to, to growing that wealth. So you're right. Like I really didn't get a lot of that in the firehouse itself, but there are a number of guys that I work with. They have super successful, we call them side jobs or side businesses. And it's surrounding yourself with those guys that it really kind of helped me to take the next step into real estate. And then finally, like Getting coached and mentored, to me, Victor, being from the greater New York City area, when I heard other people spending money on coaching and mentorship, I thought they were crazy because I think coming from that scarcity mindset, I figured that my capital could be better used in an investment. I just wasn't quite there yet. And plus, I had a fair amount of skepticism. I always joke around that I have a, a lot of skepticism baked into my DNA. But when I started to talk to more people who have used coaching and have gone down that route and mentorship, it just made sense. So I did sign on with a, uh, a commercial real estate coach and mentor, and it was really taking that leap of faith, taking that action, not knowing what the outcome would be, but knowing that I'm a super hard worker, I'm into it. My wife, she's so supportive on, on anything I've ever done, and she knows that I can't sit still. So when I talked to her about doing this, she knew it was going to work because that's just kind of what has happened in, in the history of Tim Lyons. So it really, you know, once I took that action, it crystallized to me that there's so much more out there. And I got to be honest, if I lost everything tomorrow, the first thing I do is go find another coach and, and start right over because that's been, it, it's been that powerful. There's no question that when you're surrounded with the right people, you, the opportunities become available, the knowledge becomes available, the obstacles, the path to overcoming the obstacles becomes available. There, we often see things as obstacles that seem insurmountable. And when you get in touch with someone who's walked that path before, they say, oh, no, you just do this. And then all of a sudden, the path becomes clear. You can't go take a university course on how to do this. The, the training just isn't available for whatever reason. I, I don't know why. It, it just isn't available. It seems to be that the traditional training teaches you how to be a good employee, teaches you how to be a good worker bee, but not an entrepreneur. Even the courses on entrepreneurship don't teach entrepreneurship. It's crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you said that because I always kind of, I'm 39 now and I did go to college and, you know, had there been something that kind of had this type of business model around it, I would have definitely thrived in in studying that in college. But like you said, there's really kind of nothing out there that teaches you to be prepared for, for this type of opportunity in life. But there's so much on the job training. There's so much knowledge out there. And what I've found in the real estate space is that, there's so many people who are successful that were helped by other successful people. And those people in turn are really approachable and they're really good about sharing their knowledge with the up and coming real estate investors. I'll be forever grateful for that for a lot of my mentors and coaches. But by and large, you know, just meeting people at seminars and conferences, people are very willing to kind of bring you up on your journey as they were kind of helped on their journey as well. Absolutely. For a lot of people getting into this space, the number one obstacle is they say, well, I don't, they look in their bank account, they look in their wallet and they don't see enough cash to go buy an apartment complex. So they view that as the obstacle. So often it's just the access to capital. That's the biggest obstacle. How did you bridge that for yourself? Yeah. I mean, so I had the opportunity of a lifetime to join my coach on a syndication that he was doing. He, he and I just got, you know, along really well. We we're both from New York and he gave me a front row seat. And a peek behind the curtain on due diligence and financing. And, you know, when it came time to raise capital, he asked, do you know anybody that might be interested in this? And I honestly said, I have no idea. I didn't know the first thing about how to approach somebody. In my mind, I was Tim, the firefighter and Tim, the ER nurse. And how was I ever going to go to even my inner circle and say, you know, I have this opportunity to invest in real estate. That was the, the uphill battle for me. But what I found was the more I started telling people what I was involved in, the more I started telling people what I was doing, how I was investing the Lions family capital, more opportunities to have the conversation about other people joining me just kind of opened up. Little by little, people came on and they invested in our deals. The first deal led to two, to three, to four. Now we're on our eighth or ninth syndication. Once you have that little track record, it becomes way easier to have the conversation about the opportunities that many people who are successful. Again, I grew up in the greater New York City area with a lot of very successful people, and they just they didn't know anything outside of Wall Street existed. Every time I have a conversation with one of these folks, they liken the process to a REIT, you know, and I spend a lot of my time explaining the difference between investing in a REIT versus a direct participation program such as a multifamily syndication or uh, self-storage or office or, you know, literally any type of syndication and what the benefits are, the pros and cons. When I have these conversations, it's amazing to me that they always say, I'm, I've been successful my whole life or I've been around successful people. I've never heard of this. It's been a learning situation for me, but now that we do have the track record, now that we do have a few very successful projects under our belt, right through COVID, this was quite the time to get started in real estate. You know, I literally started this journey right before COVID kicked off. And now I can say that we've raised millions of dollars right through a pandemic because people, they like this opportunity. They want to know more. And I think once they get started, it just, it spread like wildfire. Well, Tim, if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, what's the best way? Yeah, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and Facebook, and you can always stop by the website. It's citysidecap.com. And my email is just tim at citysidecap.com. Fantastic. Well, Tim, love the journey. Love watching you grow and develop. And for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Tim at citysidecap.com. And in the meantime, have an awesome 
rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.